0: Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. What I'm uh, going to share today, I've been asking the Holy Spirit to help me. Uh, I'm not sure we can cover it um, today. We might need to continue maybe the second Sunday of November. But it's something that uh, at the early stages of this church, we used to teach a lot. But somewhere along the line, maybe we outgrew it. Uh, But the Holy Ghost kept, because I've been in counseling with people, and I ask them, what is your temperament? And somebody says, I'm not temperamental." Ah, Okay, I mean, that happens a lot. Even those who are laughing make those mistakes. Because most people don't understand the difference between being temperamental and age of temperament. And I, I realize that this covers every aspect of our lives. Understanding yourself will rescue you a lot, understanding other people would help you a lot. In fact, it means either success or failure in life. Understanding your spouse, your husband or wife, your fiance or fiance. Understanding friends. Understanding colleagues in your office. Understanding even your parents. Understanding your boss. Understanding your children. Ah, that, I'm, I'm so glad I came in contact with understanding. Because many of the crises that some people are going through now. Started with this lack of understanding And we call it the devil Because anytime we don't understand a thing We just say it's Satan at work We need to know our strengths And our weaknesses Why do you seem to behave like this? At least we can all agree That we are all different You see people behave differently you see, people respond to things differently at various times, including yourself. Why is it that somebody gets angry easily? Why is it that somebody gets moody, always quiet? Why is it that some people dress in a flashy way almost every day? <laughs> Why is it that you fall or succumb to a particular temptation so easily? understanding your strengths so you can maximize that strength and then understanding your weaknesses so you can stand on God. I think one of the reasons why we, we reduced our teachings on temperament is because some people now began to use it as an excuse. So I'm not teaching this to be an excuse. That, uh, the reason why I'm angry, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a choleric, so that's how we are. So that means you are destined to be angry and misbehave. no. The teachings is for you to take responsibility. Because if you don't take responsibility, you can destroy your marriage. You can lose your job because of that. Many have lost their jobs, not because the enemy was after them, but it was because they couldn't understand their boss. Bosses are different. Lecturers are different. Even pastors are different. So it's not an, as an excuse to remain a failure, but to take responsibility. And in case you're in a crisis now as I speak, you know, maybe marital crisis or relationship crisis one way or the other, maybe as we talk about this a bit, you can link where, okay, why is it that my wife does not want to stay with me at home? Is it that she's a bad woman or or there's a way I'm behaving? Because there's a way you are, you are so used to yourself, but it's damaging somebody else. Why is it that my boss doesn't really like me? I I seem to be doing a lot. I seem to. But my boss does not seem to like me. Why? You might be approaching him the wrong way because you don't understand him. I think somewhere before the end of the year, we'll also come again with love languages and and teach it. So we are talking about um, spirit control temperament. Okay, this is how it is, but I have to have the Holy Spirit, you understand, take charge of my life. And I want to say this before we get into those details. No temperament is better than the other. That was liberating for me because when, when I started learning it, you start to think that maybe somebody else with a particular temperament is better than you are. The there are no better temperaments. There are great people that, are, that cover the entire spectrum. Is it spectra? <laughs> What's the plural of spectrum? Eh? Spectra. A stadium, stay, stay there. Stay there. Uh-huh. Stadiums. That's Pastor Dippo, in case you hear it, it's Pastor Dippo. Forum, is forum, Zabie. Uh-huh. Anyway, no temperament is better. And for those of us that appear very energetic, extrovertish, there is this unholy thinking that you are better than the other temperament. No. And that's why you're having problems. There are great precedents that have been melancholies. There have been great precedents that have been phlegmatics. So, it covers... So, no, so, nobody's better than you are. Each one must just ma- maximize who they are. We're going to use slides. Um, I want to encourage us to see. Um, some of them are very... Can we... Protocol, can you help me bring the um, lectern down? So, media help us with the first slide. Um, 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 production team, when it's five minutes to the end of the game, let me know and we'll shut down and we'll continue next time. Now, uh, this is a, can, can we have on the on the screens, please? Okay, my people are destroyed for what lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the love of God, I will forget thy children. Hosea 4.6 is a scripture many of us are aware of. Now, what, why I'm starting with this is the fact that destruction comes principally by ignorance. Not Satan. In fact, if there's any satanic activity, it's taking advantage of your what? Ignorance. Somebody say ignorance. ignorance. Uh-huh. My people are destroyed. for It's his people. They're already saved, they know him, but they're experiencing one destruction or the other because they lack knowledge. And that, 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 that talks about ignorance. Now if you hear the word ignorance, then you remember ignore. So there are certain relevant information that people just ignore and it can lead to destruction. And what I'm going to be sharing with us uh, in this series is a part of it, I'm like, I don't know what, it's in the Bible like that, eh, blah, 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 blah. I don't need it. You need it. That when you meet anybody in this life, you need to understand who they are because you, 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 you are going to work with people. You can never succeed alone. And the reason why you need to listen to all the various blends or temperaments we share is because uh, we're, we're not just teaching you about yourself, we're teaching you about other people. So, as we begin to talk, you see your mom, you see your friend, you see your spouse, you see your second child, and that understanding makes the difference. Next slide. For um, the men in the house, I'm sorry, I was a bit harsh on the men some weeks ago, um, and it's based on these scriptures. But I, when I'm studying the Bible, I try to look at it beyond just that context. It says, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to, are you there this morning? According to what? Knowledge. But for me, I think, oh, that means anywhere I'm dwelling, I need to know the person. Now, it's in the context of marriage, but, be, but, but, but don't you dwell with people in your office, right? You have your colleagues in the office, you have, you have church members, we dwell with people. So, I'm thinking that without knowledge of people, I won't dwell properly with them. There will be fights. There will be strife. There will be problems. It says, likewise, your husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. Know the person. Understand the person. You know, it says, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not what? if I don't understand you and I'm not treating you well, it will hinder my prayers. I I believe it's not only between husband and wife. The moment you don't understand people, you maltreat them, you get into strife and fight, it will hinder your prayers. And that's why you must listen. Because we make a lot of mistakes every day rooted in ignorance. I love this author, uh, I'm going to recommend his book, let me even mention it, there's nothing to delay. Some of us know him, some of us are aware of these things, some of us are just uh, uh, going to hear this as reminders. His name is Tim Lahaye, he's pastor on now, uh, he talked about spirit, control, temperament, he was also a psychologist, uh, but a sound uh, Christian and a pastor. And you, you check the dictionary, you find those words there. So there are not things that they just formulated somewhere. Uh, Scripture says, those who are strong ought to bear with the infirmities of the weak. So when you understand your spouse, you know their weaknesses, you anticipate mistakes. I've shared in this church, uh, I don't know whether some of us remember, a couple had a problem. And the husband was complaining to me that every time then there was no Uber. When they go on the taxi, (laughs) the wife forgets her bag and the key to the house in the taxi. Every time. And I asked him, why now always giving him, giving her the key and the bag? I mean, and the key to the house. Many times they would leave the uh, taxi, just be playing, and uh, they would not get to the door. Taxi would have gone. She now said, bring the key. Ah, where is the key? And he knows, I mean, there was no goodbye, so it was hard. But it's temperament. She's a sanguine. But that thing now created a lot of fights. And I, said, Knowing this weakness... You should be handling the key. Very simple. But if that thing is not handled with knowledge, it will become a prayer point. My wife has a spirit of forgetfulness, and all those kind of things. And then and then becomes a fight, and then all kinds of stuff. Okay, so we're gonna talk about four basic temperaments. We have sanguines, we have cholerics. Maybe we should, because I've seen people pronounce these things in strange ways. Can we say together? Sanguines. Did I say penguin? Uh Because somebody said you're a penguin, you are not a penguin. Say sanguines, say cholerics. Did I say cholera? Uh huh, cholerics. Uh, melancholy. Many of us are familiar with melancholy. Say melancholy, say phlegmatics. Okay, even as you study it, you understand why people made some mistakes in scriptures. For instance, a man like Abraham is a phlegmatic. They're always on the back end, uh, sometimes like follow, you know, you know, follow, follow, anything. So that's why the wife can just tell him that sleep with Hagar. And he just responded, not every temperament will, will respond like that. In fact, another kind of temperament, like Pastor Dipos' temperament, the wife won't tell him that kind of thing. To get, you would think very well to go and tell him to sleep with Hagar. You understand? I'm a choleric, he's a choleric, so I understand that. You think before you tell them. So you, when you understand, uh, it's mean, someone like David in the Bible was a sanguine ladies' man. David's problem was not anger like Moses. David's problem was women. Because he was a likable person. He him singing, playing the harp. Why were the ladies singing about him? Why did they sing to Moses? Which miracle was bigger, killing of Goliath or parting of Red Sea? Which one demands a choir? They didn't sing to Moses. If I was Moses, I was singing. <laughs> Go out and study scriptures. It was Moses that was singing. But ah, I mean, what, what happened? Goliath fell, and you are singing. Is that the thing? And then it was the ladies. Where are the men? They don't have voices. They don't have baritone. It's all the ladies. They, and you know, and they cobalized him. As in that day, they didn't allow him to rest. He's a sanguine. It wasn't anger. So, so all these things help you to understand people, understand yourself. And when the serpent moves, you know. And hear me very well. If the enemy will attack you, attack your marriage, It's, it's it will try to take advantage of your weakness. That's just the basic truth. In boxing, when you are fighting, they tell you, when they, when they notice a weak area in your opponent, your coach will tell you, when you get into the next round, just concentrate on that area. And that's where the supernatural comes in. Yeah, we start with this understanding, but now the enemy will always try to take advantage of your weakness. So when you know that, when it's moving, you know... Okay, let's go. Um, Next slide. Temperaments and their general attributes. Let's just look at the attributes. Are you okay? Are you here? Are you sleeping? Okay, next one. Sanguines. No one enjoys life like a sanguine. Usually maintains happy thoughts and boredom is not a part of their makeup. When discouraged, they can quickly turn to something that fascinates them. If you look around, you can easily recognize a sanguine. They're colorful. Always excited. They talk. They're the life. Without them, the world will be very boring. Next slide. What are their strengths? They're optimistic. (laughs) They easily forget the past. And don't give the future much thought. They enjoy every day. <coughs> Consequently, <coughs> excuse me, life is enjoyable today. They are friendly, enjoying being around others and love making new friends, very outgoing in nature. They are compassionate. They have tender, compassionate hearts and respond genuinely to the need of others. Their sincerity is often misunderstood. Now, when we say four temperaments, you combine two pri- primarily, two of them. One is a, prim- a primary one and a supporting one. So the blend is what shows your behavior. So somebody might just see a part of it and say, I'm not a sanguine, but look very well. If this is your predominant um, temperament, you will know. So if your, uh, if your wife is like this or your husband, they, they forget the past easily. It's gone. Don't refer to it. We forgot it now. You know, it might be painting the other person, but we've forgotten it, it's past. They live for today. I like them because uh, Nigeria is going, Nigeria is going down. Let's enjoy every day before it even goes down. Ah, Abby, you want to kill me? Before it goes down, let's enjoy each day. Next slide. They are weaknesses, they are restless. Hmm. Listen well, oh. Often experience mental restlessness as well as physical restlessness. Their pattern of restless activity is the long run, often, uh, in the long run, often proves unproductive. They are often not good students. Though they are tagged most likely to succeed, they can fail in life. Because of that energy, today they forget the assignment, they hardly meet up with deadlines. They are weak-willed. Their dynamic personality is often a facade that covers a weak character. They are usually weak-willed and undisciplined. Having a need to be... This is very powerful. This last part for sanguines, Having a need to be loved and approved and they usually end up compromising because they're always, you know, friendly, they want people to like them, they don't like rejection, they, be my friend, you know, you must, you must accept me. That, that, that opens the door to compromise. Let me read something here. It says, They have an enormous need to be loved and approved, and frequently will make any kind of compromise Necessary to gain that approval. That is why sanguines fall to sexual immorality a lot. Men and women. They have an enormous need to be loved and approved, and frequently we make any kind of compromise necessary to gain that approval. Perhaps the most dangerous result of their weak wills is that they. They are prone to modify their moral principles to their surroundings and contemporaries. No temperament has a greater problem with lust than the sanguine, since they are torches who communicate charisma and charm. They always, if you see a sanguine lady, they always dress well. They always make up. Always, you know, alive. You know. um, since they are torturers who communicate charisma and charm, they often face sexual temptations, which they do not have the strength of will to decline. Their ability to live in the present is a danger here, since they tend to think more of the immediate temptation than of their families at home. Sanguines need to heed the scriptural injunction to flee youthful lusts, and make no provisions for the flesh. So we say sanguine man, because he's always charming, they always dress, ah, a sanguine man, you see him always talking, they are very eloquent, ladies will like them. And then that often opens the door to temptations. And because they live for today, they, they, they are not so in, uh, conscious of tomorrow, They just do, and so they can fall for that day, and then face it tomorrow. So that's a weakness for sanguins. Uh, Next slide. The choleric. <laughs> Hot, quick, active, practical, strong-willed, self-sufficient, and very independent. He or she tends to be decisive and opinionated, finding it easy to make decisions both for himself and other people. You know them. They are here. Also an extrovert, but not nearly so intense. Next. They are strong Usually strong-willed and disciplined, self-determined, confident, and aggressive. Now look at it. If somebody says sanguine now, and then has this one as a supporting temperament, the strong-willed part here can help them hold back some things. You understand? Or if this is the first temperament, and the sanguine is the second one, you see, the behavior will be different. But this awareness will be helpful. Apostle Paul in scripture is a choleric. We'll see what that means. They are self determined, confident, and aggressive. Practical, always given to the practical aspects of life. They are happiest when engaged in some worthwhile project. There's always a project, <laughs> something to build. You see someone like David Oyedepo now. is a choleric. If You go to their church. They're always building something. There's always a project. Everlasting project. Something's always happening. Here and there. And because of that assignment God has given him. In fact, your temperament often shows in your life assignment. I'm not sure an accountant can be a full sanguine very well. I, not, I hardly see that. When somebody's a full sanguine and is an accountant, tattered. The details of all those things, we we'll just add, add it together. It is complete. Let's move it. Because that thing requires patience, requires detailing. Leadership. They have strong leadership tendencies. They make good judges of people. They are quick and bold and not afraid of leadership. They are optimistic. Their, their self-confidence makes them very optimistic. They also have a pioneering spirit. Another book I read says there are maybe just 4% of cholerics in the world. That if they are more than that, the problem in the world will be more than this. Without cholerics, there won't be civilization. And without cholerics, there won't be much wars that we have. They are the ones that decide. Donald Trump, of course. <laughs> Is a what? And sanguine. See where he dresses. He talks before he. Ah. Sorry. Hmm. Sanguines don't usually think before they talk. So if your wife is a sanguine. You enjoy her friendship. The home will be sweet. But when there is a fight, you will hear where? She's just been herself. That's what we call it, spirit-controlled a spirit controlled temperament. A sanguine that is not a Christian. Ah! When you fight, words that come out is after they've said all those things. The next morning, dear, I'm sorry. I. And the man is already wondering where will I start from? Because he knows that he will say it next She will say it next week again. She says it to the neighbors, she says it even to the children. Words, they just say it. Next slide. Weaknesses of the cholerics. By nature, cholerics have a serious what? <laughs> if your husband is a raw choleric, I pray it grows, because when you are crying, you are fueling his energy. They hardly express emotions; they are not really emotional. That's why Paul is like that. They beat him in a city for dead. As they left, Father, thank you. He will rise up again. He doesn't even have feelings for himself. See, for choleric, it's not that they don't like people; even themselves. At times, they are hard on themselves. They don't give themselves money. They won't give you. If you are married to a choleric hmm, That is not growing Thank God for the second temperament That helps us to balance it up The major problem of cholerics Is anger Ah, I pray that if you have a choleric child You get them saved on time That is the advice they give parents That if you notice that your son or daughter is a choleric, get them close to God on time. Because if that person isn't saved and growing in the Lord, they will damage somebody in the future. And they will do much damage to life. Because that anger will be misdirected. They will be, they crush with anger. They destroy with anger. And if you are a Christian and you are choleric, if you are not growing spiritually, you are damaging somebody's life. Just know that. Do I not say it? But you, you are. Their hot temper is a major energy that propels them towards attaining their goals. Can become violently angry in a moment and often continues carrying a grudge. <laughs> they are very revengeful. Going land to do what? May your husband not be like that. Or your wife. Hmm. For cholerics in the house, know this vengeance is mine, I will repay. Says who don't be God to people. But just understand that if you're a choleric, you're always going for revenge. Whether you hurt you in the church or hurt you at home, you are after revenge. And it's the flesh. People that go for revenge, even if they get the revenge, they destroy themselves in the process. They are cruel. That's a, that's a major weakness of uh, choleric. They are cruel. Compassion is foreign to cholerics. They are unsympathetic to other people's dreams and needs. They are very difficult to apologize or show approval. Have you seen your boss there? Some of your bosses are like that. They don't apologize. Is our president uh, a choleric? Does he have, or does he have choleric? Somebody that doesn't have temperament. How can you be saying that? <laughs> I forgive you. How can you talk about my president like that? That doesn't have temperament. What does he mean of that? <laughs> the high view we distributed last week. We mentioned that childhood deficiencies. Now, this thing as it is, if you now add or bring issues, it now shows how sometimes people become toxic. If somebody is a choleric now and now grew up in a hostile environment. You can imagine how that by nature is cruel in the flesh. Now, he now grew up in a, in a cruel environment. How would that man be? And is now maybe in the military. Huh? Uh-huh. Or you have a sanguine daughter that grew up with a wayward mother. I'm trying to help you see why people act the way they do. Even yourself. Already, a sanguine lady would have issues with men. Men will like her because they're always colorful, excited. They attract men. They need approval. Now, if she grew up with a mother that didn't that didn't stay with her husband or had many husbands, she might have more problems, even with her own husband. When you understand these things, it disarms Satan. And then it shows you what to pray about and what to watch out for. He so watch and pray lest you fall. I pray nobody here will be cruel in Jesus' name. It's not, it's not a thing of, of God at all to be cruel. To, for compassion to be foreign to you. It's not Christianly. <laughs> Next slide. Think that's summarized. There are so many things about that, but we would have all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> they are impetuous. They tend to launch programs that they later regret. And due to their proud nature, they stubbornly see the task through. When a choleric man has made a mistake, even in the family, he will do as it's not a mistake. He will now be pushing it. until he makes it try to look like it's not a mistake. They'll be looking at you. That they didn't tell you doesn't mean you are wise. They are not telling you because they don't want more anger. But don't think they don't know. That you are wrong. Apologize. I mean it. The revengeful part of a choleric who often wants to be evil. You know, revenge is like evil. So when you offend a choleric, no, when when, yeah, when when a choleric offends you, and you are telling him, maybe your husband that, what you have done is wrong. If you are not growing in the spirit, he will not apologize without mentioning something you two have done to him. What is that? That's that's, that's evil. You are wrong. Face that matter. something right? that happened three weeks ago or three years ago. Uh, you two, so almost like uh, either, either I don't need to apologize to you because you did that or to get fall You know that attitude is bad. It's pride. You apologize for that thing. Don't bring that one up. It's a form of revenge like to even it up. When you start talking about what other person has done, even when you now apologize, your apology will not hold any water because you spoiled it. Are we learning something? They are self sufficient. A few successes make them proud. One of the, uh, one of the weaknesses of choleric is pride. Because of their, their makeup, they achieve things fast, sometimes ahead of their colleagues. And they now begin to think they are special. They think they are better, and it leads to pride. That's why most of them, when they go up at times, they crash lavishly. Because God is still God. But you see, when somebody is proud, they won't learn anymore. When somebody is proud, they won't grow anymore. I I was in Malaysia, I was preaching, I said, uh, Satan tempts people. Pride tempted Satan. Who is stronger? So when you see that pride thing, you want to run away from it? So all the cholerics in the house, learn to install some things in your life. Number one, learning to give God all the glory. All of the glory for any achievement, for any attainment. If you don't do that, God will remove something in your equation that will make you realize that I pass you a billion times. And that is dangerous. Not everyone survives that. When God has to prove to you that he's bigger than you, that was what happened to Pharaoh. God doesn't deal with kings like that. He would just, you know. But he noticed that he was proving self sufficient. He now said, Let me show this man that I pass him. So you look look at the signs and wonders. He was now hardening his heart so he can destroy him. And and he showed him. He showed him. I'm a choleric. Um, I combine with phlegmatic. When I started pastoring, I was (laughs) extremely hard. I, mean, I think I'm a bit better now. Reading these things help you. Any achievement, like this dome now. It's not my achievement. And I tell the project team, it's not their achievement. When I'm talking to God, I say, when you built your dome. Not that uh, when, we, when, when I taught. When you, he built it. And the things that we went through shows that he built it. It keeps you broken. It keeps you humble. Glory to God. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at the Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworunshoki, Ogbutu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church Think Greatness Achieve Greatness